0: Hey everybody, welcome to episode number 107 of the Curtain Call Podcast, a production of the Yes Network. It is another off-season edition of the show. First show of 2024 as well. We do it, of course, with John J. Filippelli, myself, Justin Shackle, producer Dan Bessone with us as well. John, I think we are going to have a lot of fun on this episode because we're all waiting to see who the Yankees will add to their starting rotation. And... When it comes to the options that are out there at the moment, I think you and I have vastly different opinions on the direction that the Yankees should go for 2024. So we're going to get to that. We're going to tackle all the pitching options and the rumors for the Yankees. But uh, it's, it's been a while since we did an episode here. Like I said, first of the new year. Uh, how are you doing, my friend?
1: I'm doing well. How are you doing? I was just back from – uh took a vacation, I which I do this time of year. Every year I around Christmas time, I go away with my family and uh, – we go we usually try to go to hawaii when we can it's, uh, it's the most peaceful place in the world and we have a lot of friends there we've been going there many years so it's something we look forward to we take our kids and now we take our grandkids so it's a wonderful time and we uh have thoroughly, We thoroughly enjoyed it this year as much as we had any other years and actually a little bit more, although we did see the devastation that was caused on Maui, which was, was, was really significant. And, and just it's, uh, it's just such a shame. It's, uh, so many people lost their homes and livelihoods. It's such a terrible thing. And any of you out there who want to feel, uh, feel in a generous mood and would like to help out uh, a very worthy cause of the people of Maui who are uh, suffering terribly from the uh, wildfires that uh, destroyed half the island for sure. So
0: that happened uh, late summer.' Um, I, I've, I followed that closely because my family was supposed to go uh, over to to Maui about a, a month or so mm-hmm. after the fires and it just, it's just's still a devastating situation. So um, yeah, you got a firsthand look at that, but uh, I'm glad mm-hmm. they're they're trying to recover as as quickly as possible. I don't think they're you know they, they may never recover, but um, fully, but overall, uh, definitely a situation where if you could help, and lend your heart definitely a, a worthy donation right there um okay. on a lighter note here for for me because mm-hmm. uh, you asked how i was doing i'm in a lot of pain right now john um next week i'm preparing you? to participate oh, right. in uh in a fantasy camp in the yankees fantasy camp uh-huh. so uh, i've been training and uh
1: how's it, going? how's it going
0: could be better could be worse
1: but how do Probably you train? How do you fantasy like train? How do you do, how do you train for a fantasy? It's camp?
0: funny they give you a full PDF workout schedule that you can do to prepare for for fantasy camp. So it involves a lot of sprint runs and and uh-huh. uh, hitting and throwing and uh-huh. uh, yeah, it's uh.
1: That would be a fantasy for me for sure. Yeah,
0: <laughs> just getting In ready Aber.
1: for it. In happened. It happened. But it's fun. Sounds like a lot of good time. Is that the Yankee fantasy camp? I, I like
0: Yeah, I'm going to go down to Tampa next week. And uh, there's a bunch of former Yankees that are going to be leading and, and coaching and uh, going to be going to be coached by Jeff Nelson. So, uh, you know, yes, colleague. It, it's it's nice to have that familiarity. <laughs> but uh, I don't think sure. it's going to help me much. <laughs> but
1: we'll no, see. He's still, he's still going to throw it here. Don't worry about
0: yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, that's, that's what I'm looking forward to. That's what uh, I have going on right now. Uh, the Yankees. Have pitching needs. That's what's going on with the New York Yankees at the moment. uh They lost out on Yamamoto. We knew that. We had an emergency pod just before Christmas to discuss that, where the Yankees could go. And we're kind of still in that same position about two and a half, three weeks later. And really, the entire sport of baseball in terms of free agency, it's kind of at a pause. The market's really not moving that much. So when you think about what the Yankees could do here, I ask you this first. Will they make their big pitching addition via trade or via free agency?
1: That's an interesting question. Uh th- you, listen, they they need obviously they need at least one starter. They probably need two, would be my guess. And uh, I think I think there's a major move in there for sure is going to happen. I don't know I don't know where they're going to go. I mean, I, I have my my theories about where they would go, where they should go. But at the end of the day, you know, they're going to look. You know, I, I, free agency is money, okay, and and the Yankees or have money. And they have money to spend if they need to spend it they've already spent uh, they're going to spend a lot i mean soto is, is locked up for at least a year we don't so we, we can't really think long term about soto until we get there because the way he's going to play with his agent is he's going to play the free agent market next year, so so he can max his his contract. So and that's that's his business. So the Yankees will be are not going to move there. That, that money will be locked in. It's an arbitration amount of money. So probably the mid thirties is my guess. Or I think that's what's been quoted out there. as He's going to get so that's him that, so he's sort of locked in. All right. So where are you going to go? Yeah. So you have money to spend. So where do you go? Do you, do you go the free agent route? Do you do you bring back Jordan Montgomery, which is a I think it's a possibility. I don't I don't know that that's what they'll do. Do you, you, you go, Snell is a free agent. Do you go after Snell? Um, I don't think so. I mean, I, I have my, I mean, I like Snell as a player, as a pitcher, I do. I, but I don't love him, despite his two Cy and I, I don't know that they're going to, he's not really what they would chase. You know, he's got control issues. He walks a lot of players, a lot of hitters. He gets himself into trouble, he, although he gets himself out of it, too. So he's a bit, a bit of a Houdini, but, but he's but he's top drawer. But the problem is he really basically gives you five, maybe six innings at most. So you're going to go to every start he's in, you're going to go two, three players in the bullpen. And that can wear on a pitching staff over the course of time. So I don't know that they're going to go there. You know, so, I mean, there are other players who are out of that market, and we'll talk about the players who are there. I mean, I, I still love Burns. I still think that's the way to go because that's free. That's, uh, you know, but the, they're going to demand a lot. The Brewers are going to demand a lot from him. He's one of the best pitchers in the game. So, you know, it's not going to give him away. so so who do you give up? It's, they're going to want farm players. And, and the Yankees, you know, if a farm system has been really hit hard from the last couple of deals that they made, you know, so I, I don't really know that that's where they'll go either. So Brian Cashman's got his hands full trying to figure this out, but I'll tell you one thing, we got five weeks to go to spring training. So they better figure this out soon. Them and everybody else. I mean, A lot of players, besides the pitching, we get a lot of position players sitting there looking for work. So the market is just sort of right now is just sort of on hold, and that's not good for players when the market's on hold because they're sitting there saying, "I've got five weeks, I got to go to work, I got to, and I I want to get settled. I don't want to, you know, I I want to make a deal now." And if, you know, as long as they keep the play, the teams keep them waiting. I don't, obviously there's no deal to be had right now. So it's interesting though, if this is a strategy, it's an interesting strategy, but I, I don't, you know, I, again, I just think it's just, this just, this the way it's it's shaking out right now.
0: Yeah. If you ask me, I tend to lead toward the free agency route because of what you said moments ago, the Yankees have arrived at a spot where if they want to make a meaningful and effective trade for an impact pitcher, They've arrived at the place where it's going to hurt now in terms of the capital you're going to give up. You know, it, it it stung a little bit when you had to give up Michael King, but look who you were obtaining. You were getting a Juan Soto. Now you're going to be talking about the Parrazas and the Spencer Jones, that level of prospect capital that you can debate whether or not the Yankees can afford to give up so i think they're in an interesting spot right now on the trade front but we're going to dissect a bunch of those options in a few moments one thing i'm wondering here though with the market at a standstill position players and pitchers like how many signings are we from seeing them make a move ink a free agent per se like how long do the tires on the market have to spin before the yankees get involved
1: I mean, I I think they've been involved all along. I just think they haven't been able to pull the trigger because this is not to their. Maybe it's one prospect too many. Maybe it's the wrong prospect that the 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 the, the play. Somebody's asking for a play that they a prospect that they don't want to give up. Um, you know they've got the Yankees have a couple of you know really gold blue blue chip assists. So I I you know they're trying to hold on to them. I don't blame them. But you know to get a player like a Burns, you're going to have to give up a, a significant prospect like a Spencer Jones. That's what's going to take, and you know, and the, the Yankees really, honestly, the way I look at it is, they really have to, they really have to do whatever they have to do because they really need another starting pitcher and they need a good one. If you get, if you add, a, you know, a Burns over a Montgomery, Montgomery's solid, but I prefer Burns. I think Burns is might be the better play for the Yankees, but. Having, but 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 one's a free agent. See Montgomery's a free agent. Doesn't cost you any prospects. It costs you money, and you know, and the, like I said, the Yankees have some money now that, that they didn't have to spend uh, trying to trying to tie up Soto. So there's money there. So I mean, would they chase Montgomery? They probably would. Now, I mean, do do, do we like? to, to – does does the fan base love Montgomery enough? I mean, when he was here, they liked him, they enjoyed him. It was a solid pitcher. When he went away, he became much better. And now he's, if he wants to come back, I mean, is he is he that much better? Did he just you know, find lightning in a bottle when it's uh, out in St. Louis. And then in Texas, he pitched really well in the postseason, tremendously well. So, you know, he I mean he started throwing it more. I guess it went back to his curveball, to a little bit more of that. I, whatever the adjustments he made when he left the Yankees, I mean, he, he seemed to flourish. So, you know, he's now he's a more accomplished pitcher than he was certainly when he was here. And so but, but is that worth whatever? But the market is the market. The Yankees need pitching wherever they get it from. It doesn't matter what the what the pedigree the history is. It doesn't matter, you know, uh, if you have to train a prospect. It doesn't matter to spend money. You the Yankees that's a position of need. And if the Yankees are going to win, and I mean win, go really deep into October, they need another pitcher. They probably need two, as I stated at the top. But certainly one stud. They need a stud. Because you've got to make sure Rodon is is was not a mistake and that he's gonna bounce back and pitch well. And if he comes back, that's a bonus the way he pitched. So a lot of people think that was just injury related, and it probably was because he's had a good track record up until then. So we'll see where he goes and see how it works out. But you know, if he's if he's capable and, and he should be capable. You know, you've got Cole at the top. I mean, Nestor's a big question mark. He has to come back and show you that, that he's healthy and, you know, he can do this. You know, so the Yankees are, you know, is Schmidt, what is Schmidt? Is he just the back end of the rotation guys? he more than that? Garrett Cole, I know, has been working with him, trying to, you know, teach him some things. So, you know, we'll see where that goes. But I'm just saying, you look at the Yankee, there's a lot of question marks up and down. After Cole, it's just question mark after question mark. So they're going to have to try and figure that out. You know, they're going to have to try and do that.
0: You, you bring up two names right before an, a fun exercise that we're about to do in terms of ranking the the six main known pitching options for the Yankees that are important here. Carlos Rodon Nestor Esther Cortez. So I think it's a good time to just lay this out there. I don't think there is a move out there for the Yankees to make for the rotation that would offset another year of suboptimal performances from Carlos Rodon and Esther Cortez Jr. They can go and get a top talent. And have them join this rotation, perhaps slide right in back of Garrett Cole in the number two spot. I don't think it's going to make a, as big of an impact as some may envision if Cortez and Rodon aren't better than they were in 2023. So let's let's rank again the known pitching options for the Yankees. And I want to I want to preface this by saying right at the beginning of this exercise, I think each of these pitchers are really good, but they all come with, uh, with with varying degrees of red flags here. And for me, I don't know how you feel about this, John. The 2024 Yankees, who have put their chips in the middle of the table here with one year of Juan Soto, another year of Judge and Cole in their primes, not getting any younger here, you cannot afford to have one of those red flags rear its ugly head here this coming season. So, John, how do you rank the six potential pitching moves. And that starts with the least enticing. Let me lay them out here. Uh, Free agent front, sign Blake Snell, sign Jordan Montgomery, trade front, trade for Corbin Burns, trade for Dylan Cease, trade for Shane Bieber. And we're going to throw in trading for Jesus Lazardo. So from least enticing to most enticing, who are you starting off
1: with? (laughs) Well, you know, I mean my, the most I my, I mean I always go I go i go top to bottom. I mean All right, top I, to bottom. I mean Burns. Burns is who I want. That's that's mm-hmm. who I think they need. That's where I would go. I'm I, I, I like Montgomery. And Montgomery is solid. He's always been solid. Uh and he and last year he proved he could, he's, he's, he's certainly more than solid. So um, you know, he'd be a good choice for sure. Beavers is uh, Beaver's good choice as well. Uh, I like him a great deal. I think he's got, uh, you know, he's got a lot of talent. He's shown he can do it. He struggled a little bit last year. I mean, that's that's the reason that he'd be available is because he struggled a little bit. Um, You know, we we talked about... uh, You know, Bauer is interesting because he's got great stuff and he he showed in Japan that he's still very capable and as as capable as he was here. He's a terrific pitcher. There were some, you know, some issues with him off the field that uh, that led to him, you know, leaving uh, having to play in Japan for a year. And, uh, you know, he's on the market. If someone wants to sign him, they will. I don't know how he fits in a clubhouse. I don't know him at all. Uh, I, I've heard stories and I just, you know, and I don't want to appear someone who repeats a story. That's not without foundation. So I'm not going to go there other than to say, I just don't know if he'd be a great fit for the Yankee team. I don't know that, that he would fit. So, so I, you know, I put him sort of to the side, although he's very intriguing because he's got such great stuff. I just don't know that you want to go there. Lazar is good. Lazar is, is pretty good. I mean, I, he's got great stuff.
0: Wait, Hold on, hold on, hold on. We're you're, you're, you're painting yeah. the broad brush here. Give me, give me your top choice.
1: We'll
0: start from there. Burns. It's burns. Okay. What's your what's your second option?
1: Probably Montgomery. Okay. You know, I mean, I like Cease, too. Dylan Cease is pretty good. You know, I mean, he's out there. I mean, I I, go for him. You know, this is going to be, look, if I'm Brian Cashman, I sit there and I go top to bottom. This is my first choice. This is my Mm -hmm. second choice, my third choice, my fourth choice, et cetera, et cetera. And as, as people come off the board or prove that they're not a good fit or a deal can't be made, then you go on to your next choice. So, you know, any of these pitchers would help. There are, But there are some question marks about some of these guys as well. You know, there there there's definitely some question marks about beaver, there's definitely some question marks about cease, there's, there's some question marks about uh, um well not so much Lazar, but but uh, but there's you know there's question marks about uh we even got to the relievers who who are obviously important too here. The Yankees need help with the bullpen too. So, you know, if how about this? How about you, you had two if you added two really good relievers. Does that take away? Because knowing the fact that most of your starters that aren't going to go, if you give seven innings, it's, that's you know that's that's a holiday these days, right? You get seven innings out of somebody. So the idea is you're going to have to go to the bullpen at some point for all, for most of these pitchers anyway. Do you fortify your bullpen and make that your strength, and you know and, and give yourself lots of options and flexibility there? They they could do that. A hater would certainly do that for them. It would help them tremendously. Move Holmes out of that spot. Holmes is a little too inconsistent for me. I think he's very capable, but I think he's very inconsistent, and I think. he somebody, that closer spot's got to be a consistent, you know, got to be able to do that job every night. So I, I don't see it in Holmes. I, I haven't seen it in a while. Although I do see him, you know, being strong for the back end of the pen. I don't know if he's the closer. If you added Hater, that changes everything. You homes know, Holmes was a set-up guy. That makes the Yankees stronger. You had a second reliever. You had a you know I don't know a, a you know a class A who's, who might be available from the Indians. You had Jordan Hicks who is out there. You know one of them would certainly give you another option out of it. But they become weapons for you. So I mean maybe that's the way to think because if the starters are not there because either they command too much from your farm system, which the Yankees right now is is pretty depleted at the moment. So if you could you don't you don't want to do prospects, okay. So where do you go? And if you if you know you're going to have to spend money whether it's starters or relievers. So Maybe that's the easier way for the Yankees right now is just to spend some money and and get some of the talent that they needed. if they can't get the starters that they need, then, you know, go get, uh, you know, you know, go, go fortify the bullpen and hope that that's, that might be your key to success. Could be.
0: Yeah. But look, the, the, the starting options may not be to your liking, but that doesn't mean the innings that need to be filled are going away. And you can't do that with relief pitching. They need guys who can fill innings. Let's put a point blank. I mean, they gave away A lot of depth, not just with Michael King. They gave, you know, think about how many games Johnny Brito started last year. Randy Vasquez came up. These all, these, these pitchers all chewed up innings. So if you go the bullpen route, and I, you know, I think it's a great idea to fortify the bullpen even further with power, with big premier marquee names. I think that's a smart way to go. But you're still going to need some starters to eat those innings up. Uh, there's oh, an innings total that I have like labeled at the top of the season. I don't know the number per se, but I've j- just based on what we've seen this off season, they traded away six, seven, eight pieces of pitching depth. I think they're a long way away from figuring out how they're going to match that number of innings that need to be pitched here.
1: But so is Marcus, um, Stroman, I mean, we're we back to Marcus Stroman. We, yeah. Oh well, well, wait, hold on.
0: I'm I'm a bit disappointed here in this activity. I thought this was going to be a nice, fun uh full full of debate back and forth i gave you six options and we're talking yeah. about relievers we're talking about Marcus stroman here i don't
1: i don't i don't love- know if
0: you stuck to the assignment here no
1: i'm sorry i don't love i don't love these options don't nope. Um, you know, I mean, I, they're going to have to do what they need to do, which is they starting pitching. But, you know, how they get it, I mean, I, this is going to be very intriguing because they yeah. don't really have the, they, they want to hold on to the three or four major prospects that they have left. They, they want to do that. They need to kind of do that, they, which I understand. But, you know, if you're going to go for it now, you got to win. The Yankees have got to figure out right now who the best fit is from those pitchers who are out there. You can't get somebody who's not available, right? They either have to be available when their team wants to trade them in their in their last year before free agency or they're free agents. I mean, that's really – that's kind of it. There's no, no other way to secure this. And so, you know, you look at what's there. It's a very, very thin market. There's only two or three guys to me that excite me at all. And the rest of the guys, are you know, they're, they're decent. Yeah. Those are decent pitchers. But that's all they are. I I, I don't know. I, I don't know how they're going to figure this out, but they they need two arms. They need two starters and they need help in the bullpen. So they, they got to look and see what that. you know, that's where uh, that's that's where they're going to have to take some chances. You know, this is where like Marcus Stroman you know, sort of comes in because he's a solid major league proven major league talent. He's solid. You know, look, he's not an ace anymore. He's not that you know he's not a back end of the rotation guy he's somewhere in the kind of in the middle and he gives you gives you innings and he gives you you know he's a proven uh, he's got stuff he knows the knows the american league he's been you know, proven talent and you know he's there and you know i don't know what his price tag is going to be but i think anybody who's got an arm that can move is going to command money because that's the free agent market is so thin on and uh, on pitching talent right now I mean, and a lot of teams have pitching needs. Quite a few teams have pitching needs. So, you know, you look at the Yankees, and the Yankees, like I said, we need two starters, need a reliever, you know, at least that to, to, to get really serious about this season, and again, They'll do it. They'll figure it out because they look, if we're talking about their needs. They know what their needs are, and they can see what we see. And we we clearly see needs for starters and needs for relievers. So they'll they'll go address it. But how they go about it is going to be interesting because they, again, they may have to trade Spencer Jones to get to get a player a talent like. Uh, Like Burns, you may have to trade Spencer Jones, which I know they don't want to do. I don't blame them; want to hold on to him. He looks pretty good from what. But you know, they may be thinking the the, the Japanese league. They may be thinking, you know, next year that there's there's a Murakami plays third base, he plays first base. You know, he's he might be on the market next year. Sasaki might be on the market next year. I know that doesn't help them this year, but it's certainly longer range. They may be just looking for stop gaps, a solid stop gap to get them through the year, and then they'll address the, the the longer term need when they can do it. They can only do with what's available, and the market right now, to me, is this—it's this pencil thin. It's pencil thin.
0: So, are you with the belief like 2024? Look, there's always emphasis on a world championship journey for the Yankees year in and year out. I think a lot of people are feeling because of the acquisition of Juan Soto, just controlled for one year before he hits free agency. No guarantee that he's going to stay here with the Yankees long term. Do you do you feel like it is an absolute? Necessity to match that go big, go home, all or nothing twenty twenty four attitude. Even if the options that we're discussing here aren't the most sparkling.
1: Well, you're also not considering the fact that the, I mean, the Yankees have no. Consider, forget about the options that are available. Look at the team as it's currently structured. Look at the pitching as it's currently structured. I mean, Rodon has got he's got to prove something that last year was just sort of. Uh, hard to come back. He wasn't fully back from injury. He's got to show that, that he's capable and he's the player that the Yankees invested in the money they invested in with the idea that he could be a solid two behind Cole, be a co ace. That's why they made that investment. It was a lot of money they put into him but, and a lot of belief there. I mean, you just can't throw it away. I and mean, I know he had a bad season, but you know what? You know there, there, there was some hope in there. There was glimmers of promise. And there were some things that he did that showed me that he's, he's, he's extremely capable. Although he did struggle mightily. Okay. There's no doubt he did. So he struggled. Nestor's, Nestor's got to show he's healthy. I mean, he hasn't shown that. I mean, you know, he's the, the, he's pitched a lot of innings for someone who hadn't pitched that many innings. All of a sudden, he pitched a lot of innings, and I think it took a terrible toll on him. And, and now they're trying to figure out, is he, is, he the, is he the answer for this team, not only for next year, but for the years that follow? You know, so those are the two big question marks on the team. If, if those two question marks translate, then you won't need as much help as you think. And the Yankees, and by the way, even if they went and got help, they still need those guys to pitch. So if those guys don't pitch and they're under contract and they don't pitch the way that they're capable of and the way they're supposed to, the Yankees are going to be in trouble anyway. I agree with you.
0: I agree. Uh, There is no pitcher out there that we're talking about. I mean, maybe the Yankees pull a move that no one's seeing at the moment, but there is no pitching move out there that – can offset another year of ineffectiveness from the two guys that you were talking about. I will continue to repeat that uh, ad nauseum. Rodan and Cortez have to be better. They have to be 2022 versions of themselves more so than 2023 for sure. Um, All right. Well, this activity fell by the wayside. I'm wondering, can I give like my list and you just assess how, how you uh, think my list stacks up?
1: All right. So at least
0: least enticing. Yeah. Six at you know in in last place here. Uh, I think option six should be signing Blake Snell. I think that is your least enticing option. I think it's look really good pitcher, above average pitcher. Sometimes the timing doesn't work out, and for this one, like I said, with 2024 being a season where they need fewer question marks, not more. Blake Snell to me is a big question mark. I see all the good, I see the raw talent, the sick curveballs, everything that makes him great. Practically unbeatable when when he is on, but all of that is overshadowed by some of the stuff that you were talking about earlier with him: inability to pitch deep in games, lack of command overall, overall inconsistency. Um, to to borrow a phrase from uh, what's his name who was who was Apollo Creed's trainer in the Rocky movies, he told Apollo about Rocky: "He's all wrong for us, baby. We don't need that guy in our lives right uh, now."
1: You're talking about Burgess Meredith.
0: No, no, no. That was Rocky's trainer. Uh, Tony Burton. Tony Burton.
1: Oh, oh I see. Oh, yes. Right. That's right. Tony Burton. Yeah.
0: I think Blake Snell is all wrong for the Yankees at the moment. Right. He's all wrong for us. Right. Yeah, he's all, he's all wrong for us. He was um, a
1: southpaw. That's what made him all wrong for Rocky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Never, Since never, we,
0: don't, we don't need that man in our lives right now. Right. I don't think the Yankees need Blake Snell in their lives at the moment. Uh, my fifth best option, trade for Shane Bieber. Uh, too much trending in the wrong direction for me when it comes to giving up trade assets for a pitcher like Shane Bieber, who is not too far removed from, let's be honest, a couple of years ago, three years ago, what he he was arguably pound for pound, the best pitcher uh, in the game. But I will say this because you mentioned Emmanuel Class A's name here. My tune might change if Bieber was joined by Emmanuel Class a in these trade talks like that'd be a game changer. He would be much higher on the list here. I'd be I'd be willing to listen when it came to Cleveland potentially asking for a Spencer Jones type. If you're going to bunch together Bieber and and Class A, I like that.
1: I like that too. Uh, That's a bad move, but you, they got to be put together, though. Yeah, because, I mean, he he slumped mightily last year. Mm-hmm. He did. He wasn't the same pitcher that he was. When he was he, hurt.
0: He had she had inflammation yes, in the shoulder. Yes, There's yes, too much sure. trending in in the wrong way. Uh, sure. Fourth best option for me is trading for Corbin Burns. Now hear me out, uh, because I think Burns is the best talent on this list, but I don't think we should be going off talent. I think we're going by what makes sense for the, again, the 2024 Yankees. Uh, Sometimes the two don't match up. And I also think that the Brewers aren't going to be trading Corbin Burns in the offseason here. I think he'll be uh, probably the biggest name on the trade market this summer. So that factors into... My order here but for, for Corbin Burns look best arm out of the bunch out of the six pitchers we're discussing here but like Shane Bieber some of Burns's numbers are trending the wrong way for me he was not as super elite in 2023 and I'm nitpicking but this is Burns's reputation here he is among the best starters in baseball 2023 not as super elite like he was in the three prior seasons. and strikeouts were down walks were up uh, velocity slightly lower across the board with all of his pitches, but uh, between that, just the fact that I don't think he's going anywhere, Burns is is kind of low on this list for me.
1: Well, I mean, Burns is in his walk year, you know, and, I, and he did have a he didn't have a as good a year last year as he had in prior years. For you're right about that, but I didn't think he slumped so badly as to fall off a table, or fall off a cliff, where people are going to say, "Oh, well, I don't. This is a real roll of the dice." I don't think it's a dice roll at all. I think his uh, age shows you, and his performance shows you, you know how how good he is. Um, he's also um, he's also mature. Uh, he's matured as a person. He's matured as a player, and there's so many things about him that are just to me are very enticing. He's kind of what the Yankees need. So, I mean, so I, I would kind of, he's that's why I would make him my first choice, because I don't, I don't love, I just don't love the market. I mean, I think Montgomery's a good pitcher, I do. You know, and I, I think, uh, I think to your point about Beaver, I think he's solid for sure. You know, but again, question marks, he did not have a great year last year. He's the one that would bother me, you know, sort of question mm-hmm. mark. Say wow! I don't, I don't know how how all in I want to be there. You know, he's got issues physically. Trevor Bauer has some other issues off the field. So, do you go there or not go there? Does he fit in the clubhouse? I don't know that the Yankees are going to want to take that on. So, you start looking at the, your market is just pencil thin, as I said before. And I don't, you know, and nobody here really excites me. They they have to make a move. But, you know, where do you go? We talked about Strowman. Strowman's solid, but that's all he is. I mean, these guys are solid, these guys, but that's all they are. And you need two solids. The Yankees don't need two solids. They need one spectacular and one solid. Yeah. Kind of had a, they need one solid for sure guy they could depend on every fifth day. They know that's going to go out there who could complement Cole, whether that's Rodon, whether that's Nestor, you know, Cortez, whether that is, you know, someone they pick him in a trade, Jordan Montgomery, you know, or, or you, know, you know, where they go to get that Burns, whomever, uh, they've got to figure it out. I mean, look how far the Yankees went to try to get Yamamoto. I mean, he never pitched in the big leagues, you know, obviously. But they, Yankees saw talent there and saw a definite need for that. And they were going to be all in. They were all in on that. They couldn't pull the trigger, which is unfortunate. But that wasn't for lack of trying on their part. So they obviously saw him as a fit to their need. And I don't know if they would have stopped it. There's another Japanese pitcher who's out there.
0: Uh, Imanaga. Imanaga, yeah. Yeah.
1: He's He's got a pretty good. Yeah.
0: He's um, going to have to decide soon. I think his posting uh, period is up this week. Uh, at the time we're so he, recording this.
1: He can be someone at the Yankees. Uh, I know what yeah. uh, no Express interest in. I know they've scouted him extensively. He's mm-hmm. been around a long time, but he's proven he's proven pretty, pretty solid. It may not be as spectacular as Yamamoto, but he's just, he's got a solid rec- record, solid reputation, good repertoire of pitches. The Yankees were very high on him. I mean, he, again, he wasn't their first choice, but he certainly is someone who could fill, who could help their starting staff, no doubt. So he might be an option for them as well.
0: Yeah, I do wonder how much we would be talking about a pitcher like Imanaga if Yoshinobi Yamamoto wasn't in the picture this this offseason. Like if Imanaga was the only Japanese pitcher getting posted this year, what he would be like and and what would his uh, market be like without Yamamoto? So yeah, I'm with you. I think Burns is the best talent of this list. I just think for one year of control, the asking price is going to be extremely high. And ultimately, I don't think Milwaukee trades him before the start of the season. So, uh my my third best option is trading for Dylan Cease. Uh, the fact that Cease is controllable past this year is pretty appealing. The raw stuff is appealing. His slider's one of the best pitches in in the game. Uh no one generated more ugly swings in 2023 than Dylan Cease. They keep track of that now, John. Uh, but but at the moment uh sounds like the asking price from the White Sox for Cease is more based off his 2022 season when he was a cyung runner up than the pitcher who recorded a 4.58 ERA in 2023. Uh, for me, Cease, he's always had great potential. So do a lot of pitchers. Outside of 2022, he is not pitched to that great potential. So unless the asking price from Chicago comes down, I have other pitchers ranked higher. Okay. I and that other pitcher ranked higher is Jesus Lazardo. Uh, we'll, we'll go right into number two uh, I, This is the trade that gets my attention If you're going to do a trade If you're going to do a deal If you're going to be ready to give up some trade assets I've been nitpicking some reasons here Why the, the the previous four pitchers Could potentially carry red flags If the Yankees acquired them But for Jesus Lazardo, A 26-year-old lefty His upside, I think, outweighs The red flags He's more controllable than any other trade candidate he hasn't logged too much mileage on his arm. Yes, he's been hurt in the past, but he's coming off a breakout year here. And John, all the pitchers that uh, that are on this list, part of this discussion here, they're either going to get paid or be acquired for what they've done in the past, which may have already been their best. I think Lozardo could be acquired for what he's about to do in his career. And that makes him super enticing for me.
1: Okay. I I can't argue. I can't argue with uh, his potential. I can't argue with what he's done. I can't argue with his age. I can't argue with any of any of your logic. He's a solid, he's a solid pitcher. He's got a strong upside. So my question to you is, I, I don't disagree with anything you've said. And I have not seen a lot of him. What I have seen him, he's very impressive. And he's, you know, he's and he's in mean, his prime and he, he offers a great deal and uh he's got great stuff and great command and he's just he's got gets his strikeouts he's got good control uh good good you know tremendous asset to any team that has him now my question to you is what would it take because they're not going to give him away the models like give him away so what are you going to take they're going to want prospects and they're going to want strong prospects they don't want spencer jones so i don't think there's you know so what do you do do you, do you make that deal You know, knowing that that's your need is pitching. I mean, he certainly could help out a lot. Is he the ace that you, that co-ace that you want? Maybe he could be that. You know it's it's possible, but but you're gonna to have to give up a lot to get him because he's on the market and a lot of teams want him. And he and again the market right now is at a is in is in a stalemate. It's going nowhere, and, and but it's going to change. It's it's a long time that's going to have to break, and it's got, the dam has to bust, and it's going to bust big time when it goes because it's we've only got five weeks to pitchers to pitch catchers.
0: Yeah, uh, that that would be a pitcher that if I'm the Yankees, I would. Th- think uh, a, a bit harder about giving up some of the top prospect capital that you currently have names like Peraza, names like Jones. I'm not saying I would definitely do it. I want to definitely hear what the Marlins uh, are asking for, but Lizardo is going to make me think pretty hard about what I'm willing to give up for, for his talent here. But again, number one option, uh, there's only one pitcher left for me signing Mon- Jordan Montgomery is the top option. It's the most enticing for me. He has proven he could be a reliable arm in a big league rotation. He offers the Yankees the chance to kind of just set him in the number three spot in the rotation and just let him go to work. Set it and forget it. That means like he'll likely post and take the ball every five days, and you largely know what you are receiving so he may not have as much raw talent as a corbin burns on this list the potential of jesus lazardo but i think jordan montgomery presents the highest known out of anyone that we're talking about here plug and play number three problem. starter
1: and he said he saves your farm system
0: yes Which and he, really he's ridiculous. not as expensive as the other free agent option in no. in blake snell
1: the, the Yankees are going to have to overpay for any of these guys they're just going to have to do it there's no, there's no, well, let's wait for a sale price. Let's wait to see what, no. The Yankees, That this is a position position of need. It's a screaming need. And mm-hmm. if they really want to go places in 2024, they need to address the screaming need. So any one of the players that we've talked about, which certainly I think would, would help a lot. Now, again, I don't know the certitude here. I mean, we like you talked about, we haven't really touched on the bullpen that much. But uh, because we just you want to stay in the starting pitching lane, and I totally get that because we Yankees are definitely need there. Yankees have bullpen need there, and they need. Why is he going to be able to come back and come back strong? Something he's not shown that, that he's capable of doing. He's been too inconsistent because of injury, not because of stuff. He's got he's got all star stuff. He's as as good as there is problem is it's been the injuries and he has not been able to stay consistently healthy and stay on the field that's a major problem so you can't really count on him until you can count on him until you can you, you can't if <laughs> that makes any sense uh so where do you go i mean hater is is, is the guy to me you gotta yeah. get they gotta go oh, class a would be fine too but you know but he slipped a little bit in the last year or two so i i almost i like him he's solid but but Hater is is the play to me. That's where you go because that that will straighten your help your bullpen give you and lock down the the closer spot, which I think they do. It'll lengthen the bullpen. A deal like that, so I would go there. And I to your point, Jordan Montgomery. Or I mean, I still like Burns better, but you know but Montgomery solid. So if you, you need a solid someone who you're right, who you could go every fifth day you can lock to you could depend on, say this is my guy for the three slot or the four slot. I mean Schmidt is a back end starter. He's shown that he's capable, but he is very much a back end starter, at least to this point in his career. So you I don't know that he's gonna just leapfrog up to uh, become an elite pitcher. He hasn't really shown that although he's got good stuff. And I know Cole's been working with him. So you know that that's as good a mentor as you can have. So we'll see where it goes. But uh But the Yankees clearly have to do that. And again, I think there's a lot of Marcus Strowmans out there. And I think they're going to find a Marcus Strowman that fits them, and then off they're going to go.
0: Yeah, I may be thinking of Jordan Montgomery more highly than than a lot of others. But to me, a plug-and-play, number three starter, is is a luxury, where, again, you could kind of set it and forget it. So let me ask you this, since, hey, it's not our money that we're we're talking about, that we're spending right now, uh, the free agent route. If they ink uh, a Jordan Montgomery for the rotation – and they bring in Josh Hader to close out games. Is that enough for you for the off season?
1: No, but it's enough to start the season. It's not enough because there'll be players available during the season. There'll be players available at the deadline. There'll be teams looking to move talent. They're always, there always is that people play. they're very reluctant to move pitching. You know, once you start the season or you get to spring training, people want to see what they have. That's a, that's a position that usually shakes itself out. I remember Buck Showalter telling me many years ago, you know, when he talked, when people talk about five stars, he goes, You don't need five starters, you need nine starters, you need eight or nine starters because you're going to blow through them. It just people get hurt, things happen. And uh, which look at the Yankees, look at the Yankees, last, go back to even five years, go back the last five yeah. years, you'll see how many starting pitching the Yankees went through. So you're going to blow through them. And people, like I said, people get hurt, or, you know, or they, you know, a player in the minors int- intrigues you, you bring him up, doesn't get it done, you send him back, you know, call an option, on he goes, you bring up somebody else. I mean, there's a lot of that in the back end of your rotation going on constantly. If after your first three starters, the fourth and fifth and the 5A and the 5B and the 5C starters, you know, are usually players with options so you can send up and down freely. And that's what the Yankees were able to employ last year. But you've you got to have you got to have three or four solid, solid filled in. You can count on them every fifth day, guys. And when someone gets hurt, you need to have the power to be able to go to the minors or be able to make a bullet trigger on a deal that will get you the obviously the player that you need to hold the the fort down to the the player got hurt and come back and also lengthen your starting rotation like that. So that's going to have to happen. And like I said, we've gone through the options and the options are just, they're just not that exciting to me. They're they're not, Mm -hmm. you know, I I don't know where they're going to go, but I tell you, even the players that aren't that exciting, there's need for the Yankees. So the Yankees are going to have to sign one or two of them just for need. Even if it's for show, they're going to have to do it because uh, there's no other way to fill it out if, if the talent is not readily available and this is a thin market.
0: And to just put a bow on this discussion here, uh, and, and we've said it; and it's worth saying again. Disclaimer: None of this matters if Carlos Rodon or Nestor Cortez are not better in 2024.
1: You're right, but I have a feeling it's going to matter because I think they, that, <laughs> they're going to be better. I yeah. don't want to say that they won't be. I mean, I, I you know, we'll see in spring training how it goes, and we'll see. If, I mean, to me, it's just a matter; it's a matter of health. It's not a matter of talent or dedication. It's a matter of health. Can these I two agree. guys? healthy if they could stay healthy then you know what then the Yankees adding a player even if you add a Marcus Stroman type you know mm-hmm. you that's addition yeah and, and it'll help you but if, if you're to your point earlier if they don't add if those two guys don't perform somewhere back to, to the back of their baseball card suggest they will perform then this is a mood exercise and the Yankees are really going to start they're going to struggle out of that position until they can figure it out
0: So John continues to mention Marcus Stroman's name over the weekend. There was the report from Bob Nightingale that Stroman had interest in signing with the Yankees. The Yankees did not have interest. Now on the Monday that we're recording this episode, what is it, January 9th, uh, Bob Nightingale's coming out and saying that there's mutual interest between Stroman and the Yankees. So stay tuned with that. Uh, John, anything that you want to land the plane with for this episode? What do we have?
1: It's going to be interesting to see where the Cody Bellinger winds up, and and there are several of the other stars who are out there, just sort of sitting there, waiting to see, you know, you know, uh, for the market to break, and uh, you know, and I think the the management is playing it very smart. I don't, I don't, I think that they're looking at players and they're looking at some of the salaries, or the, they're going to come in and think that it's too much, and they're, they're trying to hold the line on on salaries and budgets, like any other business right now. a lot of businesses are in flux. And, you know, I'm not saying baseball is in flux, but baseball is, is a reality of, of the marketplace, which is a reality of the economy, which is a reality of a lot of things. So I think that they're, they're smart to sort of, you know, if you're going to commit that kind of money or the money that a lot of these are asking, you know, you got to make sure that you, you, you're you spending it wisely and that the players you're getting will serve you well long-term. And, you know, and uh, I think there's a lot of, you know, buyer beware out there on some, some of the players who are sitting there. So, uh, and I know the players don't see it like that, but I, I think the owner, owner, I think
0: ownership is smart to look at it like that. So a ton still to do when it comes to off season moves, free agency, the market, a a player like John just mentioned, Cody Bellinger, right at the top. The news is going to be coming in over the next five weeks or so before spring training. And uh, before we sign off, quick reminder. Yes, we'll have you covered each and every week. The latest Yankee hot stove coming up this Thursday, January 11th, 6.30 p.m. And uh, we'll keep you updated on each airing of a new Yankees hot stove as we turn along here on the Curtain Call podcast. All right, John, that's going to do it. A good episode to start off 2024. Uh, amidst a sea of mediocre pitching options, this was a, a good
1: episode. Yes, it was. I just wish there was something clear-cut for the Yankees. There was a direction for them clear-cut. You know, it just is, you know, Yamamoto, you know, was 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 obviously someone who was strongly interested in the Yankees, and that didn't work. It wasn't for lack of effort, like I've said before. The Yankees tried very hard, just wasn't meant to be, and that's okay. So now you've got to go to plan B, which is how do you fill this out? And the options are, you know, some of the options are better than others, but at the end of the day, there's not an outstanding option staring them in the face, or an option staring them in a situation where they don't have to give up major minor league talent to get it. And so that's, that's the rub. That's the hard part of this for that. So, but again, they're going to have to come up with an answer because we have five weeks of training. We need something and yep. we need pitching. So well, however you get it, you, you've got to get it. So, you know, that's the challenge, but well, we'll see. We'll see how it goes, but good to be back. Good to see you again. And Danny as well. So thank you guys. Appreciate everything.
0: Likewise. Uh, again, quick reminder, Yankees hot stove, Thursday, January 11, 6 30 PM. And we will keep you updated and, keep in touch with you here on the Curtain Call Podcast. For John J. Filippelli, for our great producer Dan Bessone, I'm Justin Shackle. We will talk to you next time here on the Curtain Call Pod, a production of the Yes Network. Take care, everybody.
1: Bye-bye.